All right. So, so what's up, man? How you? How have you been? Uh, pretty good, man. Um, just trying to get back to training the way I want to and stuff. Been kind of interesting. So, so what was your what was your issue? Did you have a problem with your knee? Yeah. Um, honestly, the past two years I've been kind of on and off with um, different injuries. Um, yeah. Uh, long story short, I tore my meniscus, and um, it took a while to uh, kind of get um, get an MRI for it, and then get surgery scheduled and all that. So I had surgery three weeks ago, Wednesday. Um, so yeah, that was kind of what's been keeping me out of stuff for the past few months. Um, I don't remember what contest it was. I think maybe, maybe Kentucky strongest man at the end of last year. Um, I was gonna, I was started training for it. I think October 4th. And that was kind of, that was literally the day that I started noticing issues. Um, I was training in Bowling Green with Tyler and I had worked on some, some axle and I got done with axle and I was just kind of having some stiffness and like some minor, like a minor ache in my knee, but it felt weird. It wasn't really like anything I'd ever felt before. So, um, I just kind of started, I went and got it looked at and kind of started the process from there. And I haven't really been able to squat or deadlift or, you know, train at all. It was strong, man, especially. So, yeah, it's kind of kept me out of everything I've been wanting to do for a while. Damn, man, that <clears throat> well, at least you got it worked on. Do you, you, did you say you don't know what caused it? Um, I, I don't have like a specific thing that caused it. I think it was just kind of collective from, uh, you know, four years of strongman and football since I was five. So, and you know, walking around at over 400 pounds, that probably doesn't help either. So, you know. Just a collection yeah. of stuff. Nothing really happened that made me realize, like, yeah, you know, something's happened with my knee. It was just kind of a bunch of bunch of stuff together, I assume. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's uh, that's super unfortunate, but um, hopefully, you have a pretty speedy recovery, and you can. I look forward to seeing what you what you do uh, coming back to the sport. Are you planning on competing in the reaping? Um, I want to. I've kind of been hitting at it to Anthony. You know, um, I, th- I think I texted him one day and I was like, you know, what do you think about me doing the reaping? And before before he had responded, um, I was like, I think I had walked down some stairs or something and landed on a foot the wrong way. And my knee started bothering me. He was like, yeah, I don't I don't know if he's too. Um, I don't think he wants to think so, think thinks I should do that. Now, honestly, it's probably not smart. Um, I did it last year without without prepping at all, really. Like I had went and trained with Tyler one day in Bowling Green and kind of ran through the events and the next Saturday I was competing. So um, probably not. I'd like to be there, but I probably won't compete. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to be there as well. I'm kind of I'm kind of kicking myself in the head. Like I uh, I signed up because, you know, I moved to open class and I'm, I'm wildly unprepared for it. It's a completely different animal. Uh, <clears throat> but... Uh, I signed up for Larry Berry's um, competition out in Cleveland, Tennessee. And uh, like a week or two later, Kayla had put up that the reaping was going to be in April. And I was like, motherfucker, dude. Like, but she didn't have the event. So I was like, well, I'll just go ahead and stick with this. Like, I know, like I had already bought throwing sandbags to train and everything. And, uh, 
So I was like, well, I'll stick with this. And then she put the events, and I was like, those sound way more fun than what I'm training for. But I was already full swing into training by the time, you know, and I'd already paid for my membership with USS and all this stuff. So then I, I, I texted Anthony as well, and I was like, so the reaping, what's that looking like? And he was like, honestly, man, there's not enough prep time for it. Just chill out for a little bit. And I was like, fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, that was my first competition, and it would have been nice if that would have been my first open competition. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Anthony, I can't say enough good things about him from in every aspect. Um, you know, he, he's really I, – I, I picked up coaching with him, um, I want to say – mid June last year. And, um, and we, that was, we were, I, I, I had wanted to do a, um, a powerlifting meet. That's kind of what I, I hadn't been, I remember that. Yeah. I hadn't been working with anybody for a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I was looking to do a meet. I looked at a few different coaches. I talked to Tyler. I talked to Anthony. Um, do you know Jordan drill? It sounds familiar, but I don't know his work. He's a power lifter up here in Kentucky. He's actually pretty good. I, I don't know the numbers specifically. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's totaled over 2,200 uh, raw. Damn. I don't know if that's with wraps. Um, I know he's not – I, I don't think he's an equipped lifter. I don't think he's done that. Um, I'm pretty sure his raw total is 2,200 or more. I talked to him, You know, just talked to a few different people, and I was just thinking um, with, you know, with Anthony, I figured he could help me. Uh, I, we started really late, honestly. We started about six weeks out, and um, – we, we, we had kind of, I kind of went with him cause I was thinking, you know, I'm going to do this meet, but this isn't like a, a, a permanent thing. I don't plan on being a power lifter. You know, I, I just want to kind of do a meet, um, and, you know, kind of get that experience and that side of things. And we were, like I said, I was six weeks out when we started working on it. Um, that was, that was when I started training with him and it was, I think it was on a Sunday, strangely. I'm not really sure why, but the meet was on a Sunday and that Monday before, I tested positive for COVID. So we had put in all that, uh, you know, we put in that prep and everything, what little time we had to put it in. And I was looking pretty good. I mean, I, I'm, I, my bench is definitely stronger now. Um, my squat was doing okay. And my deadlift was looking really good. It was about as, as good as it had ever been. You know, I was, I was ready to go. I mean, we were looking forward to it. And, yeah, I tested positive for COVID and, that, you know, we had to kind of scrap that idea, obviously, six days out, you know, and um, I've, I've just been working with him from there. You know, we kind of I got back into the gym after coming out of quarantine and everything and um, started looking at um, I guess it was Kentucky Strongest Man what, or Kentucky Strong or whatever it was that uh, Davey was holding this past. Yeah, like KY this. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to do that uh, full on. And, um, you know, I, I literally like I said earlier, I went to the first uh event day um the first week of training started having issues you know and we've just kind of had to work on it from there we've you know like one week we'll do squats i'll start having problems we'll take it off a few weeks go back in but you know since since november uh, it's all been overhead and bench and back that's really all we've done um but i can't say he's helped me a lot with my bench um it's gotten pretty strong so yeah your bench is looking fucking fantastic what are you benching now like over 405 right I, I benched 405. I did bench 405. Um, I would like to think I'm good for probably 415, maybe 420 right now. Yeah. You know, he, we were we did doubles, I think, last week. And 
I had worked up pretty heavy. Um, to be completely honest, I don't know if he's going to see this or not. It was probably a little bit more uh, than I should have. I didn't go above my PR or anything. Um, but yeah, you know, it's looking pretty good. Um, I don't really know what I'm capable of right now. Um, we're kind of trying to switch our focus a little bit uh, away from that now that I'm kind of getting back to where I can do other stuff. But um, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's looking really good. I mean, I, I had tried 405 probably over half a dozen times before that. I first tried it when I was 18, stapled me. Um, and I tried it several times after that. It's, it's been a big goal, but with Strongman, it wasn't really my primary goal. Like, obviously, that's not really something that's tested. So um, it's not, it hasn't really been my focus. Um, but, you know, with my knee the way it was, we kind of had some time to, to focus on something outside of Strongman, and that's what we went with. And um, it, it, went, it went pretty well, honestly, you know. Yeah, getting getting pinned under a bar is scary as fuck. I was doing some work like last week, and he had me doing reps, and my bench is already not like very strong. Uh, and I was on like my last set, and I was like, "All right, just fucking dig deep, and you got this." And I don't train with pins. I don't. I don't train with clips on my uh, on my bar when I do uh, when I do bench yeah. for this exact reason. Like I got to like the last rep, and it just sunk. And so my five-year-old standing in the garage doorway watching me. He's like, Dad, are you good? And I'm like, I'm cool, man. Just, like, just yeah. hold on. And I'm like tipping the bar back and forth to get the weight off. And that always sucks because you have all the weight pressing down your shoulder. And then it slingshots up. But... You, ever, like, you ever set your camera up and you're like videoing your set and you're like, hmm. Especially for me, I haven't had a lot of, a lot of uh, compilation moments, I guess you can call it, where... You know, it's like a big fail. Um, but you ever set your camera up and you're thinking, this could be the one that puts me on YouTube or something like that. <laughs> like getting people to the bench or having it land on your throat or something like that. I think about that. Uh, I, th- um, I think about that with um, like log a lot of times because that's always the scary, especially with the Titan log. It's it's so it's so girthy. Like when you get it up there, yeah, it's I actually five inches it's like away. 13, 13 inches the Titan log is. Yeah, they sell they sell it as twelve, but it's fucking thirteen, man. I've pressed the twelve inch log at Davies Gym. Uh, speaking of yeah. log, Tyler, uh, I don't know if you have him back on here. The next time you see him, he had a he had a log. I don't. I think it was Monster Rings and Cages. Um, and one day, this was when COVID was uh, had just kind of come on, and me and him and uh, Troy Goforth. I don't know if you know him. We were all kind of training in Tyler's garage just before he ever, way before he ever opened his. Uh, his facility, you know, that he has now. We were doing some strict presses, and I think I was at 230 for a triple. I did my first two, and I went up for the third one. I'm not really sure what happened. I guess I just lost my balance. I stumbled backwards, and when it came down, my hands were like this. So it landed on the pin. It landed on the weight pin. It actually bent it. Um, So, yeah, that was – I mean, I I still feel like I owe Tyler some money, and I've – I don't know. I mean, I've kind of offered to, I'm like, you know, I can pay you back for that, but he's, he's a great guy. You know, he didn't really accept it (laughs) to be completely honest. Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm sure he knows the risk with a bunch of big motherfuckers throwing around his equipment. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he was angry about it. I don't really think, I don't know that he was angry at me specifically. I think he was more just angry that it happened, but yeah. Yeah. Can't say enough good things about him either. You know, he's kind of, he's a, 
Go ahead. He's a super good dude. Like, yeah. and he's very he's very uh, intelligent. Oh yeah, for sure. It's crazy. He's working with like roller derby now, and he's he's uh, he's helping a, a girl from here actually from my hometown. She's like running marathons and stuff. He's helping her kind of train for those, and he's really branching out. You know, he's got a lot of people that he's that he's working with, and um, he was actually uh, pretty like. For the most part, he got me started in Strongman. Like, I had watched it as a kid and stuff kind of on YouTube. But, um, you know, he was actually the guy that, like, got me into it. You know, he's the one that invited me out to train. He's the one that got me in my first competition and so on and so forth. So he gets full credit for that, honestly, because if I had never, like, discovered him, you know, who knows? I may have never competed at this point. Yeah, so that was gonna be my next question for you: is what exactly was it that like you looked and you were like, I I could do that? Um, well, I mean, obviously, I was I have a I have kind of a stature that's not really very common around right. my at least I've met a handful of people that are that are my size, you know, but um, and the majority of them actually being a worlds. Um, but yeah, I don't know when I was probably ten or eleven. I remember sitting. Um, on my mom's laptop and just watching YouTube videos of, of, you know, different heats from different, uh, WSMs and just kind of thinking, you know, well, I'm taller and heavier than everyone. These guys are taller and heavier than everyone. So maybe this is something I can do, but I never really had actually put in the thought of like training or competing or anything like that. I haven't even been in the gym yet at this point. Um, and then, you know, fast forward, you know, five, six years, um, I was 15, and, you know, back on my laptop, you know, I was on Netflix and I saw Eddie Hall's uh, documentary on there. And I remember it was just one of those days I was like, man, I could really do that. You know, it kind of came up again. I was like, I, I could do that. You know, I could possibly make something of that for myself. But, um, you know, not really around that time. There wasn't that I knew of at the time. There was nowhere to train. Like, I didn't know of anywhere with stones and logs and yokes and all that stuff. And that was in like December of 2016, I think is kind of when that happened. And a few days go by and I'm on Facebook and you like, you know how you have the suggested friends, like mutual friends or whatever, suggested friends, like friends of your friends. Yeah. Tyler knows a lot of guys from my hometown and I'm just kind of swiping along, you know, doing my thing. And he pops up and it's him like completely like extended with a stone. Like it's in his face. He's trying to load it. And I was like, huh. I was like, I was thinking, you know, somebody around here knows him. He's got to be somewhere close. So I message him and I'm like, Hey, you know, um, where do you train basically? And he was actually, uh, coaching at a gym in Bowling Green and they had a seminar one day and I went down there and, you know, four months later I'm competing at uh, beast of the bluegrass 2017. So yeah, that was kind of how I got my start in it. And, you know, I competed two times that year, two times in 2018, twice in 2019. Um, I didn't in 2020 for multiple reasons. Um, and then 2021, I competed twice, you know, so I'm looking to get into one pretty soon. But I mean, I'm yeah. excited to see you come back, man. Like, it's <clears throat> honestly like we only competed at two competitions together, but then, like, as soon as I hit that third one, which was uh, Derek's uh, refuge, like, you were going to be there. And I was like, it feels weird as fuck here without Nolan. Like, I like it just, it felt like something was out of place. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we can link up uh, competitions soon. Like hopefully we end up at the same ones. Uh, I'll be honest, man. I compete. I don't know if you've ever competed with USS, uh, dude. Strong. Uh, there's something about the energy at the Strongman Corp ones that are just so much better. Like, 
I feel like everyone is more, and it may it may just be the Kentucky area people that I'm used to. But when I competed yeah. uh, in East Tennessee, they just weren't as supportive. I would say like that everyone not everyone was cheering for everybody, and that yeah. was weird to me. Like, yeah, that is something you know, I really love about strongman. You know, it's like any other sport; you just don't really see that. Like, like even in individual sports, like track. You know, I mean, I've dabbled in that. I haven't competed in it a lot, but you don't see people. You don't see athletes competing against athletes and cheering for each other the way you do in strongman. And this is somebody that could beat me. You know, like, like obviously, um, I think it was your first competition, the reaping last year. Was that your first contest? That was yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, we were both heavyweight novice, I believe, or were you lightweight novice? No, we, no, I was heavyweight. Okay. Yeah. So we're competing against each other, against each other, you know, and cheering for each other, wanting, wanting to do better. And that's just really not something you see. So that's something I really love about strongman, you know, and you meet random people you know, that you may never see again. And you're just talking like friends, you know, so it's really a great sport. Uh, I can't speak about USS. Like I said, I've never competed and I've never really been around atmosphere at all so i can't really speak on that but and, and it could have it could have just been the area it could have been the kind of people that were there but i did get to meet jt swords which was extremely fucking cool that guy is a giant man yeah he's done some pretty interesting stuff i've seen a lot of his videos um something he actually does consistently it's like a lying leg press but he's got a barbell sitting on his feet yeah that's how i first found him was in starting strong man yeah i mean he's like i just strong he, he, dude, he, and especially he's 52 now and he's still competing. Yeah. Like, it's, and he competed at uh, official strongman games uh, for the Masters division against like uh, Mark Felix and, and Big Z. Like, Big Z, yeah. They, yeah. They, they, those guys have like accepted now. Like, I thought Mark Felix was never going to quit. Like, he, cause he's in his 50s still competing. And Big Z, I don't think he's 50 just yet, but, uh, he does have that old guy stature about him now. Yeah, I think Big Z. I know he was. I wonder he won. He won the Arnold in 2016. I'm, th- I'm thinking he was 40 there, so he's probably in his mid, you know, mid 40s now. I guess uh, if he's 40 in 2016, that makes him what 45, 46 now. So yeah, something like yeah, that. He's getting up there. Um, I don't really know what kind of weight he's moving now. You know, he he posts videos on his Instagram all the time, but. He never really lifts the weight, so. Uh, yeah, that's always so frustrating. That's what I like about like following like Evan Singleton. <clears throat> always, that, like you, you hit the C more. It's always there. What he's moving. Uh, always at the bottom, and he's yeah. man. He's he is a wild ass character. I was extremely surprised. I went to the Arnold this year, um, which was a an, an amazing experience. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't competing this year, and I could not understand why. Like he. I would say it was like a personal choice for him, but it wasn't because even he posted a video that was like on his story. He was like, I don't know why I wasn't invited because he won the Arnold in the UK and he's a thousand pound deadlifter. Mm-hmm. Like he should, he absolutely should have been there. Yeah. Especially winning that. Like you would think that's enough. Um, it is hard to say, you know, I would have a hard time making that decision with so many, uh, really competitive athletes uh in, in pro strongman right now it's hard to pick 10 guys um but you know you, you have uh, markov who it's obviously set in stone you know you win the you go and you win the arnold amateur worlds as a heavyweight that's where you, you get you get to go to the pro stage so now you have to pick nine guys you know that's yeah that's got to be so hard to, to make that decision 
Yeah, I t- and I tell you what, man. Honestly, watching the amateurs this year was almost it was more entertaining than watching the pros, because like the pros, obviously, obviously they want it, but you can kind of pick the top amateurs among the among everybody very quickly. Yeah. And the way that they fight for everything, man, it's it's like, do you follow um, uh, Inez? Uh, I think her name on Instagram is like Queen Pig or something like that. Uh, it doesn't sound familiar. So she was at the Arnold this year, and she got first in literally every event. Really? Every single event she did. And that was just, to me, ridiculous. Like, that. that's one of those things where it's like, okay, you truly, like, you belong with the pros. Like, I think she was lifting some stuff heavier than the pros. Like, her uh, her stone, the because they worked up on, in the women's weight as well to uh, – uh, like somewhere in the 300s. And if I'm not mistaken, she lifted a stone like 10, 20 pounds heavier than what the pro women did. Really? That's crazy, man. It was it was insane, man. Yeah, um, it's it's great to see people just set themselves apart, you know, at that level. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's crazy. You don't know, you go to a competition, you go to a pro show and you pretty much, you see all the guys there and you know kind of what each guy is capable of. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, you go to an amateur show and, anything can happen really it's it's fun to watch I, i'm not i'm not really um i don't know the events uh for the amateur didn't they have like a like a max stone or something at the end yeah they so they had a stone series um where they would wheel in they would roll in the stone i don't think they had they didn't load it on like a platform it was over a bar and uh they would roll it up right there at the end but they did some crazy shit man like their uh their their sandbag to wheelbarrow and like you would see guys and they they would have such a good run they'd load the sandbag perfect and then they'd start walking with that wheelbarrow and they'd do one drop and the bag would fall off the front they'd have to run back around and load it up and I was like that has got to be like there was one guy that lost first place in that event because his bag fell off and it was like a 320 pound bag for the heavyweight guys that would that would uh that would make me very angry um <laughs> I, I would I would be pretty upset about that there were a few guys that kind of just cut their losses, and they were like, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it quits here because like they knew after they lifted that bag again, they weren't gonna get the the wheelbarrow like any farther." Yeah, um, man, I, you know, I I have a really like, needless to say, I have a really hard time with moving events. Um, you know, I come from a football background and everything, so I can move my feet, but moving your feet carrying a 300 pound sandbag is a little bit different, you know. Yeah, man, I did Zercher at my last competition, and during training, I damn near shit my pants. Like, <laughs> it's I like about that. You said what? I have a story about that. Go ahead, bust it out, man. Dude, uh, okay, I think it was um, my fourth competition. I think it was Beast 2018. Uh, um, we get to uh, it was at Rupp Arena. We get there, man, and we're warming up for. Um, we had a last man standing log. I think I I don't know what got into me. I mean, I was I was 16. I was still honestly really new. I'm still pretty new to the sport, um, but I think I had we had I forget what I warmed up to. I want to say it was like 220 or so. Um, but yeah, you know, you get the log to your lap, and when you drop your hips through, you just don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I didn't really get to warm up anymore after that. I was busy with other things, but. <laughs> Uh, it, it wasn't much fun, and from there on, you know, you you kind of have to 
ever since that happened, I'm kind of thinking about packing a whole extra wardrobe and everything, you know, you, I'm not trying to go into details, <laughs> but, um, you definitely want to maybe pack a few extra pairs of underwear or something like that or double up or something. I mean, you gotta be prepared. <laughs> that sucks because overhead press is always the first event. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that happened. The, that, that, that wasn't even the event. That was the warm up. You know, I, I think I had <laughs> you for like 30 minutes. Like we haven't even been there that long and you know, this is already, it's already a shitty situation. So I've run into it with, I've done five competitions now. Um, and I've been, I haven't been competing quite a year yet. It will be a year in April. Yeah. Um, but, uh, every competition so far after about three events, I'm like this time, I'm not going to do it. I have to run. And like, it's always like right before the event's about to start. So I got to run, take a shit real quick and then get back before my name is called. And that's yeah. where like, it's fortunate to be in the heavier weight class because you're always going to be damn near last every time. Yeah, that is, that is true. I will say though, um, I don't, I think it was at the reaping. They did novice first. Did they not? Like they did, it was either maybe it was beasts. I don't know. No, it was for the, for the lane we were in because if I'm not mistaken, I think they were running four lanes for, on, on a lot of on, on a lot of the stuff. Yeah, and they called us up first because they they put us in with the heavyweight open guys. Yeah, I know. I know for the I don't remember the rest. I, I know for the axle they did do four lanes because um, I have the video of it. Uh, but yeah, that was an interesting competition. I you know, in some things I did better than I thought I would. Um, like that axle, I think. I know I had pressed I, my axle press uh, PR at that point was a 280. That was the most I had pressed. Um, I pressed a 305 barbell now, but I was kind of I was really I got four on that 255 axle, and I was really happy with that. Honestly, um, you know I thought I would get one or two and got four. And then there was other things like uh, the deadlift, the uh, 13 inch deadlift. My PR at that point <clears throat> 550 from the floor on a stiff bar, and we were pulling from 13 inches on a deadlift bar. I pulled 525 and it was hard. Like it moved super slow. Um, but like I said before that, you know, I, I didn't train for that at all. Like I, <laughs> I, I had, I had put in, you know, one session just to fill the events, you know, just to kind of more so think about like the muscle memory type thing, you know, how I'm going to set up for each thing and all that. But yeah, I had been at college, you know, I, I hadn't even been home training hardly at all for much of anything, let alone strongman. Yeah. That was a pretty interesting competition for me. Yeah. When I, so <clears throat> I didn't really have a way to train um, much of anything when I signed up for that competition. I was like, I, I'll just make do. Like, I was training, like, I was doing, like, I had bought stone molds, but I was doing um, army duffel bags filled with sand. Yeah. And the last bag, it was a 250 bag or, was it two? It was two hundred and then two fifty for the sandbag medley, mm-hmm. and um, my my sand kept falling out. So like while I was training the event, and yeah. I didn't have anything to warm up to it with, and <clears throat> I walked up to that first event, of course nervous as shit because it's my first competition ever. Yeah, and I and I fucking zeroed it, and I was like, what the hell? And then I come back, take a week off, go back in. A week later, I'm just deciding to dick around uh, after my rest week, and uh, I hit 250 yeah. on a barbell. I was like, yeah. but it was because like I didn't understand that. Like, first of all, I, I didn't have a grip shirt to clean with, and then oh, either. 
Uh, I was wearing a dry fit shirt, so it just slid right down my shit. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't know about like the double dip. You can double dip on on barbells like yeah. that, unless unless you're competing at Davies competition, then you can't. So. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, you won't, you probably won't ever see me doing like a split jerk. But um, if you do watch me when I when I press, I kind of have a, I don't really know how I developed this. It wasn't really a plan. I do kind of do a bit of a jerk, like when I I, I, I you know, I, I push, and then I drop under it just a little. I really don't even realize I do it, um, and then I'll watch the video in slow motion. My feet are coming off the ground, like I'm literally jumping off the ground and dropping under it, and I didn't even realize I was doing it. Um, but yeah, talking about the clean, um, the power belly really helps, you know. You oh yeah, I'm a little. Shelf. I mean, I've I've since gotten a grip shirt, and it does it does help quite a bit, but. Having learning how to press your stomach, and plus I've I've gained like twenty five pounds since I started competing, so my stomach is quite a bit bigger. <laughs> yeah, it helps. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, is a grip shirt? Do you think that's a, a you know a good investment? I guess. I mean, I haven't dog, bought it. Is it is an unbelievably good investment for for how simple it is? It is a it is a great investment for because you can use it for for anything. Like helps on the yoke that's sticking to your back. Cleaning sure. like I even wear it like cleaning the log because uh, when I was first training strongman, there was one guy here, um, and it, it, this was when I was like dicking around like, oh, I'm gonna do strongman one day, but I wasn't really doing a whole lot. Uh, yeah. There was one guy here named Justin Sullum, and he was training yeah. out of his garage, and uh, I was like, he was like, he hit me up. He was like, hey, are you coming to strongman Saturday? I was like, yeah. Uh, what are we doing? He was like, whatever you want. Like I don't have a plan this week. I was like, okay, so I want to do the log. I've never pressed a log. And um, it just kept – I didn't know how to pop my hips, and it just kept sliding down my shirt. So, like, coming from that and now wearing a grip shirt for almost every Strongman event I do, yep. it is it – is it's almost invaluable. For sure, man. Um, I, I don't know, like – I'm sure a lot of people – obviously a lot of people are going to know this, but uh, for me – it's always seemed like the most important thing for me when it comes to cleaning the log, getting in a good position is upper back strength. Like if I, oh, yeah. I've had this happen several times where I would go for, you know, like a heavy, a heavy single or even double, not even at my PR. And it's like, I just, I wouldn't be able to keep it in a good spot on my chest to where it can roll up into position. You know, you don't need it down around your belly button or you're just, you're going to have a really hard time. And especially once you get up to, you know, even over 200 pounds, nobody can really hammer curl that. Like that's a lot of weight. So you really have to use, uh, you really have to have a strong upper back to get a good clean. Um, and I've really tried to, I'll try to focus on that. Like when I was younger, it's like my back, just, it's like I didn't really focus on it too much in training. Um, but I really try to, I really try to work on it now. Anthony, we, he puts in a really good program for that. You know, it's, uh, yeah, man, it's, I didn't realize how, how shit my back was until I started training with Anthony. Yeah. Like I'm constantly like my, uh, like, cause he, I don't know if he does it for you, but well, you haven't been able to really train lower body a whole lot with him. Have you? Not much outside of powerlifting. Yeah. Not, not, not a whole lot. Not for the past, for the past six months, it's been off and on. Like, you know, one week I'd, I'd squat up to like two plates or something. And then I would, I would tell him about some kind of issue I'm having with my knee. Cause I've never been the guy to, um, have a very clear issue with 
some body part and just say, Oh, I'm going to tough it out, you know, cause, um, I can handle pain, but I know that if there's something clearly, you know, wrong, um, I'm thinking about the future, you know, cause like, I don't want to have a, yeah. good, have a good few years in strongman and then just be done because I blew my knee out or something like that's where I don't want to do that. So because of that, I'm trying to think about, um, what I can do now, um, for the future, you know, to have more longevity. Cause believe me, dude, it sucked not doing deadlifts or squats or, or being able to go uh, train any strongman or anything. And it, and, it, and you think about, for me, I'm thinking about like, I loaded a 300 pound stone when I was 17 years old. It yeah. was, um, I'm going to say it was April of 19. I'm 20 now and it's March of 22. I'm thinking, what could I be doing now? Could I, would I be loading a 400 pound stone? I pulled 550 December of 2019. Would I be deadlifting mid sixes, maybe even 700 now? So it's really frustrating. Um, but yeah, you know, we, uh, I will say though, I'm, I'm, I don't plan on, uh, working with anybody else because as much progress as we've made on my bench and my overhead, you know, I'm now doing seated overhead presses for, for reps at 300 pounds. Like I've, I've done that now. And Jesus, I know that's, I know that's different from, uh, from standing, you know, standing involves a lot more core and, um, involves a lot more stability, you know, having to not stumble backwards and so on and so forth. Um, and I almost feel bad, you know, like I, I wish, I wish, um, all that programming and stuff that he put in could have come to fruition, but it's like, I've just been made of glass the past year. <laughs> yeah. It's Doug. I can't, I, I just recently benched 315. So a 300 pound, even seated press for one rep is like almost unimaginable to me. Well, I mean, I, I say this to everybody. I'll get people. Sometimes I'll be in the gym and I'll, I'll do like a, a easy set on bench at, at, a, at a certain weight, whatever. Um, and I'll have some dude that I go to college with or something who walk up and be like, dude, I could never do that. And the guy that I'm talking to, he's, you know, five, seven and one seventy. I'm like, okay, bro. Like, yeah, you know, I, I am benching pretty good, but I'm also 420 pounds. Like yeah. you don't, you, you, I, you know, obviously if you put, if you stick, um, you know, just trying to give an example, um, Brian Shaw and Tyler Young, you know, Tyler's a phenomenal presser, but Brian outweighs him by 200 pounds. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be hard for Tyler to handle that kind of weight that Brian would would handle, you know. But the funny thing is, he's getting damn close. Like, <laughs> he's getting close. It's Tyler. Tyler's unreal, man. He's he's, I I can't even explain it. I mean, the shit that he's doing at at you know he's under he's under two thirty one. It's not like it's not like he goes up to like two forty for the off season and then cuts weight. He stays at like two twenty five. Yeah, and he's. I mean, he's pulling. He pulled eight. What is it? Eight oh one. He pulled eight oh one. Yeah. Eight, like okay. Oh yeah, it was eight oh five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was easier to load. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> exactly, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, it's. Um, yeah. I, and I, I, I feel bad. I haven't made it up to his gym yet. I definitely need to. Yeah. Yeah. It's. You know, any any atmosphere with him, you know, it's a pretty cool atmosphere. Um, it's one of those things where uh, when you're. You really. I mean, it's just, it's just everything as a whole, like, you know, you got him, he's a phenomenal coach. He's a phenomenal athlete and, um, he builds a phenomenal atmosphere. And I don't know if you know John Bishop or not. Um, I don't think so. He is a hell of a hype man, dude. I got to mention him because anytime I've trained with Tyler and, or, or competed like, okay, speaking of John, uh, you'll know him because if you're at a competition, you hear somebody screaming, let's go. 
Like, oh, that's yes, I know that's exactly John who you're Bissell. talking about. Yeah, this is so, 2019. Um, at this is oh yeah, go ahead. I'm not even like we're starting the first event. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off right there. Oh no, 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 I didn't know you were telling the story. My fault. Okay, yeah, my bad. Um, Beast 2019. We're starting the press medley. I'm still competing as a teenager because I'm 18 at this point. We're starting the press medley. As far as I knew, there was no one from Tyler's crew or anybody that he coaches competing or anything. I had no clue. You know, um, I had hardly trained for this. I just kind of wanted to go compete. And, um, you know, I'm doing the press medley. Let's go, Nolan! Like, loud from the right side of, of the, um, of the, like, the expo room or whatever. And I didn't, even, I didn't even know he was there. And all of a sudden, somebody's screaming at me. And, you know, there he is. He just pops up out of nowhere and starts yelling in your ear. And all of a sudden you, you start moving stuff easier. It's crazy. So I didn't, I didn't, um, I guess, understand the value of like having somebody yell at you or slap you or anything like that right before you're about to go do a lift. And we were going up uh, for the axle deadlift at Beast in 2021 and it was the 525 and i'd never deadlifted 525 especially on an axle yeah and you were standing right behind me and they were like all right eddie come on and you were like right on my back you were like let's go and i was like oh fuck like it was like i was already in fight or flight and then that slap like triggered the actual fight and i was like i'm going to fucking lift this and i and yeah. i did it it was just ridiculous but I know exactly who you're talking about because there was he's instantly ready to get hype as soon as anything starts. And someone at the reaping, because uh, he was at the reaping, right? Um, if, yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of the yeah, right guy. He was competing, him and Tyler and uh, Nick Sanders and everybody, they were all there competing. Yeah. yeah, so someone was going for something, like a stone or or the farmers or something. And he was like, come on, let's go. And then they, they didn't – they didn't get it and they walked away he was like oh no no that's cool whatever it's cool whatever. <laughs> yeah that's the atmosphere you never know what you're gonna get you know like one second they're cheering you on and the next one you know they're they're completely roasting you about something <laughs> that's, that's the way it is yeah i'll never forget like when tyler walked up to the yoke because he was lifting the same weight stone as us uh as the open 231. It's like a 290, and, 292, something like that. Yeah, Caesar, man. You know Caesar Lopez? He's he's on our team. I don't know him personally, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so I, I was sitting next to him at that competition, uh, you know, in between events. And he was like, what weight class are you in? I was like, heavyweight and obviously. He's like, oh, yeah, your stone's 290. I was like, no, it said 250 on the, on, the, on the sheet. He was like, no, I made that stone. I was trying to make it 300. I was like, bro, you're a dick. Like... <laughs> But then Tyler goes up to lift the 290 stone and the bar is at his damn, like the bridge of his nose and everyone just kept making jokes about that. And I was like, how is this guy, this is before I knew who he was. Yeah. I was like, how is this short ass dude about to load this stone? And then he just popped it like a fucking basketball. Yeah. He did like eight. Yeah. Something just absolutely ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, so that obviously he's someone to watch. And I started following him after that. And when he got his pro card from nationals, like I was about, like I was about to go to bed and I'm in the room with my wife and I look and I was like, Tyler got his pro card. And she was like, Oh, that's cool. I was like, no, like this is so fuck. Cause like, I know that guy. Like yeah. 
it was just so exciting that like obviously something he's really good at now he's he's a professional athlete that's so amazing yeah and you know um i don't know if it i don't i, I mean i listened to y'all's podcast um i don't really i don't have it memorized or anything but he actually um i'm pretty sure he didn't start it to become a pro he just started it to like be more combat effective or something like that um it wasn't even really a goal like i, I started it because i knew that i could probably be great at it you know and um, it'll be fun to find out one of these days but he didn't – I don't think he even started it for that. It wasn't a goal to go and be a great competitor at it or anything. He just wanted to be better um, as a as a you know, like more combat effective. I'm pretty sure that's what he said when it comes to starting strongman. Yeah, I know he just started like dicking around with it somewhere at like one of his one of his uh, duty stations. Um, and then it just kind of evolved from there. Like what made him realize that he didn't want to compete in the lightweights was that he was tired of cutting weight. And those guys were like really fucking fast. And I can imagine how frustrating that is, uh, and I, it was—I mean, it was—it was definitely the right move. And it, it is crazy the different reasons people start strong, man. Like, I definitely started it because I was like, I want to be a uh, like a big, mean-looking motherfucker. And I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I want people at work to know that like I do strong, man. Yeah. Like, I want people to look at me and be like, oh yeah, that's Eddie. Like he does that crazy strong man shit. You know, like they lift balls of you know of rock yeah and uh and like it was and it it was almost not even worth people knowing because after my first competition people were like hey do you do strongman i was like yeah but like i'm I'm not really strong and you know like after if, if people don't know how the sport works they you tell them you're going to a competition they're like you're gonna win right and you're like uh no, no, I'm probably not. And they're like, yeah. no, you're going to win. I'm like, no. Money, how much money are they paying you? What are they paying you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm yeah, I'm paying. No. I've actually lost money for this. Exactly. Yeah. And like, um, you know, just like you, you, you get your membership for the year and then you register for the competition and it's like 150 bucks or more. You know, yeah. Depending on how late, you know, like it could be, it could be 50 bucks, 40 bucks to register if you do it really early or you could be paying a hundred dollars. Um, I think the most I paid for one was 150 bucks, but it was like a week before, like it was like Sunday before the competition. Oh my God. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it can be expensive, but it's always worth it. You know, even if I get, even if I get shit on, like I I went to, um, I went to beast last year and we had that 300 pound biking press and I did five and I was proud of myself. And then, um, uh, uh, Joseph, what's his name? The real guy, huh? Gorney. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what you guys call him, man. He went and did 19. I think that's his nickname. Maybe, yeah. Um, he did like 19. I'm like, man. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I yeah, it was good, but. <laughs> yeah, but then they were like, it's one of those things where he, like, he did really good at the Viking press, but then like <clears throat> everything else was kind of like, eh. So yeah. it's it kind of reinforces that idea of like, you want to be mediocre at everything instead of really good at one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I think all of us do want to be known for like one thing. Like if you go to a competition, like maybe you want to be known like, Oh, that's, that's, that's Nolan. Like he's going to fuck up the log. Like watch out for that guy. Like, and I, I want to be known for like, Oh, that's Eddie. That guy is the shit at stones. Watch out. Like I fucking, I love stones. Yeah. Um, I like stones. I know I could be good at them, but honestly, it's just like, I feel like I should be doing more. Like even, even, um, you know, when I was 17, 
it's like, okay, I did a 300 and that was cool. But like, I was like, man, I feel like I should be doing more than this just because my height and my size and, you know, um, I have really long arms and stuff. So it's like, I have the genetic gifts to do a lot more, but I'm not, but you know, as you, as you get more experience in it, you kind of realize that it's a work in progress. And, um, well, stones are also misleading because like you can deadlift what 550. That's my, and yeah, so 550 versus a 300 pound stone compared, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think about how the center of mass affects everything, then like 300 pounds, that's that's a per like that's that's a person. Yeah, you know what I mean. Really Most of the time, person, a person yeah. and a half. Yeah, I mean that's like that's that's loading Anthony. Yeah, yeah, Anthony, dude. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's got plans to keep training or what. I mean, I know he's had a full knee replacement, and we were talking about that, and he was like, "Well, I mean, after a certain amount of time, there's really no restrictions." So I'm really, I'm really curious to see if he wants to. Maybe try to keep competing or. So I was talking to him about that like two days ago. Um, we were talking, I forget exactly what we were talking about, but I was like, yeah, man, like this is way off topic from like training. I was like, but what are your plans now that like you've had your knee surgery? And he was like, uh, honestly, just like looking decent and staying healthy. I don't think I'll ever go back to competitive lifting. And I was like, fuck, man. Like, so Emily is a pro, but that was her last competition she did. And she, I don't think she's planning on competing anymore. And then now Anthony is out of the game as well. And it's like, damn, like how did I sign up at the ass end of everything that's going like amazing? Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, just the, I'm sure he feels this way too. The, the potential that was there, like one of his last deadlift videos he posted before his surgery he pulled like a 905 or 907 and yeah knowing now what uh he he, he kind of did it looked like more of an rdl than an actual like conventional deadlift and you know he, he smoked it it was it was well over 900 pounds and he smoked it and i'm just thinking you know what what was he capable of because it, it was not a clear it was clearly not a max like he, he had four in the tank so there was clash on the cumberland mm-hmm. and they always do a record breaker thing there he was gonna go if I'm, or he was he was gonna pull a thousand there to qualify for the American deadlift. Uh, he was gonna attempt the American deadlift record and take it from Jerry Pritchett. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah, man, I wish so, he could have done that. Man, I wish he could have done that. It was like I was so looking forward to it, and then like it was almost like a moment of disbelief where like when I found out he was getting his knee surgery, I was like, he'll still be able to make it, and he's not gonna be able to make it. Obviously, that that is a ridiculous idea, but like. It's, man, he he has, he said he dropped like 50 pounds yeah. uh, because he just doesn't need to be 300 pounds anymore. He said he had to force feed to be that heavy. Yeah. Um, I knew a guy like that when I got to college uh, playing football. We had, a, we had a guard who was, he was actually an NFL prospect. He wasn't getting invited to combines and all-star games and stuff. He was about 6'2 and just struggled to stay at 300. I mean, he was eating a lot during the day. He just could barely stay at 300. Um, but yeah, when it comes to Anthony, man, I mean, it really sucks to see, you know, that, uh, how it went for him at the end of the day, but I don't know. Like, so, um, kind of back to what happened with my knee, when I went and got my MRI and we looked at it on the computer screen, I had a really good, you know, space between the two bones where your meniscus is at. Right. Um, cause that's what it does is cartilage. It protects the bones, right? It's just a cushion or a shock absorber, so to speak. Um, 
you know, Anthony sent me his. There was there was no space and yeah, there was no there was cartilage and screws and and just it was <laughs> it was a mess and that's why that's why we've been taking it off from stuff. That's why I've been going so easy because he told me at the beginning he was like, you know, you don't need to end up the way that mine was. And at the same time, back to the deadlift, I was like. How the fuck did you pull that kind of weight with your knee like that? He's like, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is upsetting, but I am also like it's it's good to see he's being responsible about it. Like, because I know, like I went up there for the um, for that cookout they had um, back in like I think it was like July. Maybe. Yeah, now, I remember it was a, they had like a watch the UFC fight or something. Yeah. So I uh I trained for the day at uh at Navy's gym, uh, which is man, it's it's unreal. Like if I could live in if I could live around that area just for that gym, I would absolutely do it. It's it's absolutely. a phenomenal fucking facility. Absolutely. <clears throat> but you need there. Everything, man. It's 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 insane. and the environment is so like just energetic like you you want to be a strong motherfucker at that gym yeah the 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 positive vibes that you get from it you know yeah Uh, everybody there wants to see everyone do good yeah but it's gotta be even more more now that evan singleton trains up there a lot so that's all more you know yeah yeah but how do you how do you step to evan (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you know he, he he posts a pretty hard exterior but I feel like he's uh, a really good guy. You know, he's trained down in Bowling Green with Tyler uh, a handful of times. I know they. Yeah, have you ever had the chance to meet him? No, I haven't, man. Um, I feel like by now I should have, especially um, there were like Tyler had a he he had a competition. He runs kind of a static um, like like a static a, monsters. Like, yeah, he runs. Yeah. Uh, he's run two now, and and Evan was at Oak, <clears throat> I think or he I know he was at the one this year or last year. Um. You know, I could have went down there. I could have went down there and hung out, but I didn't, and I missed the opportunity. You know, so yeah, I met um, I met Evan at uh, at KY Strong when I went because I saw him walk in, and I was talking to Anthony, and I was like, "Yo, is is Evan Singleton here? Did I see him walk in?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm friends with I'm friends with Evan. Uh, yeah. His wife and Emily are actually really good friends. This, this, and that." And then, like, I just got done with an event, and I'm back in the in the. Uh, athlete area stuff on my face with a fucking Snickers bar and then here comes Anthony walking through with Evan Singleton beelining it for me and I was like oh god <laughs> and so I'm talking to I'm talking to Evan with a full Snickers bar in my mouth I'm like no hey Evan how you doing congratulations on the Arnold like it was so fuck I was like I looked at Anthony I was like wow like I don't know what to do right now he's like try not being so fucking awkward yeah. and I was like well you brought him to me after I just stuffed my face so I don't know what else I'm supposed to do I feel like that's a really <clears throat> strongman defining moment you know you're fangirling over a pro with Snickers in your mouth <laughs> You know, like no, you, know, you could have caught me at beast twenty uh, at a beast last year with a handful of gummy bears, just you know. Because yeah. I, I, I was wondering, he was already training there at that time, you know, in May of last year. And I remember asking Davey when I got there, I was like, "You think Evan's gonna come?" He's like, "He might be here later," you know. So that easily could have happened to me too, you know, because I I had um, you know gummy bears and and all that stuff. I had all kinds of crap. I stopped at a gas station that morning, just grabbed a bunch of sugar, and I'm just yeah. Sitting back there drinking my Pedialyte, slamming the gummy bears. The same thing could have happened to me. 
it's man it i i uh i try to remember that like a lot of the people that we look up to they're just they, they're people but it's so hard in the moment to not be like oh shit like i met lauren shalai at the at the at the arnold yeah. you know and it wasn't i didn't have a conversation with him but like to just know that like that's that's big laws like that's he's and then i and then i got to meet uh donna moore as well like she was just standing in the middle of the expo talking to somebody and i was like no one's like going up like this is donna moore like multiple world's strongest woman and i walked up and i was like yo i was like donna can i get a picture she's like oh yeah i look like i'm a mess right now but yeah absolutely and yeah. I was like, I was like, no, you look fantastic. Like you're great. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the thing. You know, that's another thing tying back to how great strongman is. You know, um, I, you know, I know that if I was a pro, the number one thing um, outside of competing that I'd be concerned with is is teaching others. Like that's why I'm going to college because I want to be able to help you know others. Like I'm I'm an exercise science major. That's what I want to go into. Um, so. I think I think a lot of you know the majority of uh, of pro strongmen they're they're really open to fans and stuff because that's where they were at one point, you know. Yeah. You know you you don't want to you don't want to be an asshole and turn somebody away from the sport when they could have been great at it. You know? So that's that's definitely not what I would want to do if I was a pro. Yeah, that's what I was talking to. Uh, I don't know if you know Tark. Uh, uh, I think so. Yeah, Tark Ahern, I think is how you say his yeah, last name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a redhead guy. Um, he uh, he had met Evan a couple times, and I hadn't approached Evan when I saw him at the at, at Rupp because I didn't want to walk up to him and then him be an asshole. I didn't want to ruin that image of myself. And I told Tark that, and he was like, "Oh, dude, fuck no, Evan's a Evan's cool as shit." And yeah. then sure enough, like he was really cool, and he enjoys uh, making people uncomfortable. Uh, with his with his presence yeah you know talking about evan when you when you see a strong man a lot of guys especially talking about lawrence uh Shiley, they have something in the end that kind of kind of keeps them from going any further with their career and you wonder what that might be for evan but i think one of these days he's going to headbutt the squat rack a little bit too hard <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna kind of knock himself silly and yeah he, what he's doing with his life so he might want to he be is, that. <laughs> yeah, he, he is sort of the Chuck Vogelpool of the strongman world. Oh yeah, he's crazy. Uh so so moving moving away from the strongman, well still staying in the strongman world but go, going back to you, uh you were uh what second world strongest teen at uh, one point? Uh, I was third in America. I, I third in America. Yeah, I didn't compete at the world level. Um that was 2019. That was actually my sixth competition. Um, beast, beast, uh, 2019 is where I, where I qualified for that. And I had qualified the year before in 2018, but, um, it was, uh, you know, I, I was playing high school football and around the time that that competition was kind of coming, getting close to me, I kind of decided that I really wanted to, uh, try to, you know, try to get a scholarship. Cause obviously I knew that I had the genetic gifts to play college football and, and, um, that was something I wanted to focus on. So I just kind of stepped away uh, from strongman and, that kind of ties back to Tyler too. You know, I, I was, I trained with Tyler a lot over the past few years and um, he coached me really well um, for free too. Uh, you know, at the beginning, like I was going to the gym that he was at and everything and I was paying the membership, but I don't know if he was making anything of that, you know, and 
he helped me out a lot when I was younger and I've stepped away from it so much for football, you know, at certain time periods, like in the spring, I would usually compete a time or two and then I would step away from it for eight months and then I'd come back and step away. Um, but I had actually, uh, I had been training for college football. I hadn't really been training all that much for nationals. And, um, you know, I was doing my workout programs for the college football, for uh, college football. And I went into nationals and I really wanted to win and I had been training you know, but I hadn't been working with anybody. And that was a mistake that I made. I, I definitely should have paid a coach or something. Um, but I do got to say too, um, I was, I was pretty busy with school and stuff at the time. And I really didn't have a lot, I didn't have a lot of money, but I went up there, man. And, um, it was in West Virginia. Oh, also somebody else I have to mention, do you know, um, I don't know if he goes by Matthew or Garrett, uh, Belcher. He trains with yes. him, I believe. Yeah, I've 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 seen I've seen his name. Yeah, well, um, this it's just a little side note. Like I said, I qualified for it at Beast 2019. I did win that competition, but he got second. And that that fucking dude, he gave me all I wanted, man. And he I weighed him by 200 pounds. He gave me all I wanted. Like he, I remember I beat him. I beat him on the. I got first on the um, on the press medley. You know, I beat everybody pretty good. Not to not to be arrogant or anything, but I won that pretty clear. Um, and then we had a, a sandbag throw and, you know, I was six, seven inches closer to it than anyone else was. So I won that yeah. good. Well, then we had the deadlift. We had an axle deadlift for reps and, um, he beat me on that. He beat, I, I got, I think I got 15. It was like 350 uh, on an axle from 13 inches. I got 15 and he got 17. So he beat me on that. And then, um, man, there's a hilarious video. Um, our fourth event was a frame carry. Um, and I was... You ever watch basketball and they like wipe the dust off the bottom of their shoes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't do that, and because I didn't do that, I ate shit on that frame. Like I felt like I was. We were running and we were running with it. It wasn't heavy for either one of us. We were freaking sprinting with that frame, and my feet just started sliding out from under me. I dropped the rat. I dropped the uh, frame, and I tried to jump over the top, but my left foot clipped it, and I ate shit and went sliding. Oh, fuck. <laughs> went sliding across the expo floor. Took last on that event. Now he's two points ahead of me going into the last event. You know, and we did stones, and I, I think I beat him by like two hundredths of a second, or something. So you know, I, you know, I, I think I'm pretty decent at strongman and everything. But that dude, man, he damn, he beat, he damn near beat my ass. We tied on points uh, at the end of that show. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But I had won um, the press medley, the um, sandbag throw, and the stones, and he had won the deadlift and the frame. So because I won three events and he won two. Um, he took second place for that. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I ran away with that victory because I fucking did not. I absolutely did not. He gave me everything I wanted. So I hope he listens to this. I'm giving him credit because he's seriously, he was phenomenal even, you know, three years ago. Uh, but back to nationals, I'm getting a little off track. I, uh, like I said, I should have hired a coach for that, but I went in, we had a, uh, we had a, uh, max log press and, um, I actually made a big mistake on this. We had a, you know, you get three attempts, right? I, I took a 230, a 240, and I went for a 260. I failed the 260, and there was a guy who had got the 250, um, and that bit me in the ass at the end because if I would have done that, I would have got like one extra point than what I had, and I would have took second place instead of third. So, um, but yeah, there, you know, me and this one guy battled it out pretty good, but there was a, a, a guy named Dean bakir and he's from he's from uh maryland or virginia somewhere in that area i know he went to a high school in, in dc but um man he was 
he wasn't as good at the moving events, but when it comes to the press and uh, the Hercules hold that we had, he was just phenomenal. I mean, he was unbeatable. He was so much, he was so far ahead of everyone else. But um, yeah, I did take third. I was third in America. And there was a, there was a competition the next year at the Arnold. Um, it was kind of like, a, it was, I don't think it was called like world's strongest teenager or anything. Um, but I do think there were some, there were some, uh, some teens there from outside of the country. So um, that would have been a cool show. Uh, I don't think, I, I think only the winners of the class qualified that qualified for that. So um, damn, that would, that would have been, that would have been amazing. It would have, but I was literally at college and, you know, into off season training at that point. So there, there wouldn't have been any uh, chance for me to go anyway. I would have had to skip out of class on a Thursday or something and drive to Columbus and not be prepared for the show at all. You know, so. It, it would yeah. It, it, you're And you're pretty like, if I want to, Glasgow is like directly north of, of where I'm at. So it would have been about the same drive. It's a six-hour drive, and it sucks because the roads in Ohio, dog. I I like pretty much everywhere I go to when it comes to strongman, or even just traveling outside of this state to begin with. Ohio is not what's up, dude. <laughs> I, uh, I went up there. I went to the Arnold in 2017. Um, to be completely honest, I don't remember a lot when it comes to the journey up there, but. Um, yeah, I, I can't really speak on it. But what I can tell you is that West Virginia is probably not any better because that's where uh, Team Nationals was in 2019. That's where we competed. And, dude, we were competing at a high school. Like That's where they had it. And this freaking high school was, like, sitting on the side of a mountain. So, like, here's the mountain, and it's like somebody had done, like, 20 years of excavating or something to put that high school in the side of the mountain. Like, the football field for that school was basically, like, hanging off of a cliff. Like, it was – it was crazy. The parking lot wasn't flat. We did the truck pull. There was a slight incline because we had a really heavy, we had like a, like a 18,000 pound rollback or something that we were trying to pull. And there was three of us who could, who kind of moved it. Like we were, we give a big pull. It rolls forward a little bit. Like the wheel rotates like two or three times, but when we would go to regrip the rope, it would roll back. So like we knew it wasn't on a flat surface. Yeah, man, West Virginia, there's like no flat spots anywhere. My dad, my dad actually calls it the armpit of the world. That's what he calls West Virginia. <laughs> that <laughs> so sucks because I'm, I'm going to West Virginia this summer for a family reunion. Well, have fun with that. I'm not going. <sighs> yeah, that's uh, – w- when you get more towards East Tennessee, it's very mountainous as well. And sure. I, was, I was competing in a dam uh, in a parking lot uh, <laughs> outside in the cold. And I still got sunburned because you can still get sunburned in the cold. I guess. <laughs> uh, it's dog. It was awful. Like it was. <laughs> and, and Anthony found out that it was outside. He was like, well, shit, I wish I would have known it's outside. I would have had you do everything outside. And I'm like, thank you for not. Because it was just coming off of being like 15 degrees out here. Like, and I'm training in my garage and there's a, I have the door insulated, but that doesn't do anything in the winter time i think a lot of people that live you know up north or outside of here they think that since we're in the south that it, it doesn't really get cold and we get all of it dude it's, you know, when, they, when they think south they think dirty south like louisiana and alabama <clears throat> they don't think about the fact that like you have mountains all around northern tennessee eastern tennessee kentucky like yeah. all of that cold air gets pushed in 
and and it's 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 humid and it's disgusting <laughs> yeah dude you know um i actually go to college out in the mountains uh of eastern kentucky and uh, i mean it's like i i expected it to for to get a lot more snow and things like that because of the elevation difference but in all reality i mean the, the weather's a lot a lot similar to here but it gets colder out there than it does here yeah because and there's a lot less tobacco and corn and stuff. It's, we don't really, not really a flat surface out there either. But it's still not as bad as West Virginia. I uh, I, I used to live, uh, I, I lived in New York for a year up really? uh, up at Fort like Fort Drum. Nope, and that's, that's <laughs> you said what? I said no clue where that's at. <laughs> do you know where uh, you know? Do you know on Ontario, Canada? Yeah. It was like literally across Lake Ontario. Wow, is where I was at. And so it was pretty, it was pretty North, but the difference in like cold there versus cold down in this area is, is so drastic. Like, cause it stays dry and it's not windy. So you can go outside and if it says it's 30 degrees, it's 30 degrees. You're not going to get a wind chill that drops it down to 10 degrees. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's, it's very nice. If, if the job market was not, so shit up there i would probably live there it's really? it's a great area yeah there's always something to do and i assume that around that like that northern new york area and closer into the states of the west uh there's probably a, a pretty solid strongman scene yeah, you would think so um somewhere that i would really like to uh go and if nothing else just spend some time down there just to train um is bradenton florida there's a there's a guy down there um, I think we were talking about him, uh, Justin. Um, what's his name? I don't know. He, I can look him up on my Instagram. His name is Justin. He trains down there. There's a lot of really good facilities down there. That's where uh, Worlds 2019 was, and I wanted to go down there. And I was like, I, you know, Worlds as much as they travel around, going to Malaysia and Africa and the Philippines. And I was like, you know, they're having it in Florida. I was like, it's probably not going to be back on this side of America for a decade. And then they had it the same place the very next year. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Okay, yeah. Um, Justin Langhout, he's like, he, he trains down there and he's a pretty strong guy. They have a pretty good strongman scene uh, down there around Bradenton, you know, and uh, Bradenton and. Uh, just north of there, they have a they have a pretty good strongman scene, and you know you got good weather down there, so you don't really have to worry about going and, and freezing to death while you're trying. Yeah, Bradenton and um, St. Petersburg. There's a lot of gyms down there with strongman equipment, believe it or not. So that's somewhere that's crazy. To go that Braden. That's where my mom is from. Is Bradenton? Really? Yeah, yeah. Small ass world. I could have ended up there. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a nice area. Like I said, I went down there and spent a week uh, when Worlds was there, and it was pretty nice, you know. Oh, you did end up going to Worlds? Yeah, I went down there and, and watched, uh, got to see everything happen. It's cool, but, like, the way they do things out, like, it's, it's cool to watch, um, obviously watch the event and actually watch the guys compete. But other than that, man, shit. I mean, it takes two hours for them to set up an event, if not longer than that. Like, you know, I would get there a crack of dawn because I wanted to see, you know, I wanted to see everybody and see them set it up and get a good spot because there was a lot of people. It's a free event. You know, people are going to come out everywhere to see that. Especially oh, it's free. It was free, yeah. Especially, oh, shit. you know, to see that kind of event at that level, everybody wants to see that. So there's going to be a lot of people 
it was actually irritating. They would move the venue around so much, and they would, like, do one event here, and then they would do one event over here, and, like, you know, I'm getting there at 6 a.m., and they're getting started not till like, 9. So I'm there. I got my spot, you know, just sitting around doing nothing for three hours, watching them set shit up. They do one event, and then they move it over here. I'm like, wow. So now I'm behind, like, eight people. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty tall, though, so you can, you know. Yeah, man, but you got you got white girls sitting on dude's shoulders and shit, so it's it's a little. Oh bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. People were actually building these big sand mounds, like making themselves like eleven feet tall so they could see over everybody. And oh, um, that's that's so selfish. Yeah, I don't know if you watched a squat event uh, from that year in the final, but oh my god, it was so hot. Like it it had to be. It was at least like one oh five. And we're on the beach. The sun's out. It's beaming down on everybody. All we're doing is standing around. But these guys are squatting 750 pounds for reps in 105-degree heat. Like it, I, can't, I can't imagine that. It was insane. And, and like, I don't I mean, like, I feel like I would do one or two, you know, of any kind of squat, no matter what the weight it is. And I feel like I would pass out, realistically. Like, <laughs> I just don't see how you're getting a good breath of oxygen there. Like, it's, it's like fire breathing in. That's that's where um, I'm I'm extremely happy with the direction that the sport has gone, especially like seeing last year World's Strongest Man uh, where Tom won. Yeah, uh, they were given ice baths and you know they were given air conditioned tents to sit in and yeah. you know like and and, a, and a constant electrolytes. It was just really awesome to see like okay this is where we really see where like peak human performance is gonna, is going to go with this sport. Yeah, and they're actually getting treated like world-class athletes. They're not just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and they had that stuff there too. They had the big, nice tents set up, and they had they had little tents everywhere with like fruit and like different. Like you could see it. It was like a big buffet back there throughout the whole day. They, you know, they they had everything they needed. Um, and you know, you're watching YouTube videos from guys like Brian and uh, and you know the Stoltmans now. They have their YouTube channel built up pretty good, and Lawrence Chalet. So. They were they were they've been treated really well for the past few years. I can't really speak on it when they were in Botswana and you know the Philippines and Malaysia, Malaysia and places like that. Um, but you know I saw it firsthand there. They, they were treated pretty good, and they got to stay. I don't know if you know anything about IMG Academy, um, but it's one of the best high school athletic facilities in the world. You know they've got their hot and cold tubs. You know they've got their giant weight rooms and. That was where those guys got to spend their uh, their week or week and a half or however long they spent down there. And it, it's a phenomenal facility. Like, it's got everything you need as an athlete for recovery, training, all the above. They've got everything down there, and that's where those guys were staying. So they were treated really well that, that year specifically. Man, that's one of those things that now that, like, I've got, I've got a, 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 a solid-ass coach. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting bigger, whatever. Being able to nail down a solid recovery schedule is like becoming more and more important. And it's one of those things where like I'm starting to realize like I'm not going to be able to progress very far as an athlete if I'm not focusing on like my stretching, my ice baths, my like my compression, my this, my just the little stuff where like you think like, oh, I don't need to do that because I'm not at that high level. But doing that does get you to that high level when you kid yourself enough into doing that, that, the, the little things. Exactly, and that's that's you know it's just dedication. Um, it, I will say, um, at times it does cost money, like seeing massage therapy for one thing. Like you can do your soft tissue work, you can do your foam rolling, and and all that type of stuff. But sometimes, 
like, man, I've got an issue with my shoulder right now. There's like a, it's like a, in my subscaps or something, there's a spot that just stays tender and it makes my shoulder tight. And sometimes I'll be doing overhead and it's like, I, I can't quite lock my arm out at times, you know? And it's just one of those things where sometimes you just have to go see somebody about it. So, you know. yeah, me and my wife were just talking about it. Um, seeing like seeing where we could go to find like just pay like a monthly fee to go once a week to go see a chiropractor because like i don't know if you've ever had your hips adjusted but it is it's life-changing like it you it's like you don't even realize you need it until it's done you're like oh shit that's what walking correctly feels like (laughs) yeah um um do you know you know brian arena uh, I know, I know of him because like Rebecca uh, Skilgen and and uh, I think Isaac uh, Isaac Guard works there. I don't know Isaac, but I know Rebecca. Um, but yeah, man, um, Brian. One of the first times I met him, actually, the first time I met him was at Beast 2017, and we had just got done with the uh, we had a log for reps, and we had just got done with that, and I was like, I've been having some sciatica for probably a year at that point. It wasn't severe, you know, it wasn't keeping me out of anything necessarily, but it was annoying. So I go see him and um, I'm like, you know, my hips are kind of tied. I'm having some sciatica, so on and so forth. Lays me on my, on the table. Have you ever had your psoas adjusted, like, like worked on? No, not not specifically. It's like a, basically a really big hip flexor um, that kind of sits right above your waist, sort of right around your waistline. Yeah, I, I take my wallet out of my back pocket to not inf- get it like get that inflamed. Yeah, there's two of them, and they run. They're like they're hip flexors. That's what they are. Um, and if they get tight, they can really tighten your lower back, which is going to tighten your hips and just throw everything out of line. So he lays me on my back on the table, and he's like, "Okay, lift your left leg," and I lift it, and I'm like, "Okay, what is this going to do?" And then about that time, and this guy, you know, he's 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 six three and. At the time, he was probably 260, you know, just rippling muscle. He's got his fingers like this. He's digging down into my hip, and he's just, like, putting all his weight on it. Like, I thought I was going to die. Like, it was terrible the first time. And it's still not fun. But that first time, man, I didn't expect that at all. But it helped, you know. My sciatica went away completely. Um, That's insane. If you get a chance, uh, if you're ever up around that area, you should definitely go see him. I was going to um, uh, 2020. I was having a really – a really hard time with my back. I ended up having a, uh, a uh, herniated disc. Um, that oh, was, fuck. Yeah, that was another one of those injuries that kind of kept me out of stuff. Uh, deadlifts were impossible. Like, I have a video on my phone of me trying to deadlift 315. And, you know, you, you get the bar off the ground with your quads, and then as soon as it transferred back to my posterior chain, that was it. I literally couldn't lift it. It was too heavy. Uh, I just didn't have the strength. I was going to go see him, um, but my insurance didn't work with – them or whatever but um if you can do that and if you can afford it and everything you should definitely go see him he's he uh he's really smart you know he knows the shit from a chiropractor standpoint and from a massage therapy standpoint as far as i know uh yeah i so that guy justin solomon i was telling you about earlier uh, he was also, he, I mean, he does, he did some weird stuff for recovery he, and that he uh, like had competed in like pro-ams against like Brian Shaw and shit like that back in the day. Like, and at first I was like, dude, no way. Like you're in the middle of Clarksville, Tennessee. Like there's no fucking way. Like you're bullshitting me. But he showed me a picture of him competing next to Brian and like him doing like, uh, Moz wrestling with Mark Felix. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, okay, okay. I get it. You're legitimate. And, uh, 
he, before I did a max out deadlift with him one day, he laid down his foam roller. He was like, have you ever rolled your hips out? And I was like, no, I've never done that before. And he, uh, he was like, all right, lay this part of your hip on the foam roller. And I was like, what is this? And it's like putting even your body weight when you've never done that. It's, it is like, it's excruciating, but then you, you get up and you're like, okay, I feel solid. And then he had me put a weight belt around my hips and then hang, he hung like a 60 pound dumbbell from the chain. And then he just had me march in place yeah. to like, to loosen up my hips and my lower back and everything. And I was doing, I, I need to get back to that. And, uh, I haven't done it for a while, but it, it's crazy the little stuff you can do without like going to see somebody, obviously going to see somebody is, is like top notch, but to, to just be able to be in your garage doing it is, is, is nice. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, obviously that stuff's really important. You know, um, I've definitely seen how it would help. Uh, but yeah, you know, dude, I was, um, uh, you know, it was really frustrating back in like 2020, um, I kind of started having some issues in January. That was after I pulled that 550 deadlift in December. And that January, I went back to college and we started our off-season workouts and stuff for football, you know. And um, I just started, like, I would I would get this burning, like not even in, my, in the middle of my back. It was like on my lower back on both sides. And it would just burn. It was like a lactic acid burn. Like I had just done a lot of good mornings or something, but it wouldn't go away. And, um, you know, I'm seeing my trainer about it and seeing a chiropractor. It just wasn't going away. And eventually it turned into like an ache. If I would try to use my lower back at all, it would just ache. I, could, I had strength. Like I could still pull, but it would hurt. And then eventually those muscles just shut off. Like they just didn't want to work at all. Like I told you, I couldn't even pull 315. And, um, you know, I'm seeing a chiropractor, seeing massage therapy, just this, that, and the other. Just trying to figure out anything. Taking ice baths, stretching foam rolling like just trying to do anything and nothing would work and i started having sciatic nerve pain and um you know i couldn't sleep like i'd be laying on my side and just the way my legs were aligned was aggravating it and eventually i had to have physical therapy and that finally helped it out but that was that was like november at that point like it it had pretty much took me out of that entire year um of anything and i was going to do team nationals that year too i'd actually qualified for it um I guess just from uh, podiuming, making podium the year before, or I don't know if we didn't have to qualify or what it was, but I was already qualified. I talked to the promoter and everything, and it was in Delaware. I was actually really excited. And, you know, first off, the main thing is COVID. Um, They had to move it to October. That was the main thing. But I don't think I – I don't know if I would have been able to go compete um, because by the time the contest was supposed to be in June, my back was just jacked up. And that was another one of those things, just like my knee, nothing really happened all of a sudden, like a big pop or nothing. None of that happened. It was just like, it just started hurting one day and it took me a long time to figure out what it was and uh, to get it sorted out. So that was a whole year um, that I couldn't, that I, I was still squatting some up until the summer. And then after that, I stopped squatting, um, you know, and then I, uh, 2021, I got started training again. Um, I did the reaping, did beast, then sort of training for that meat, you know, and, uh, got COVID and then my knee started bothering me. So, um, it's probably like a good, probably all together, like, um, right around over a year and a half of training, um, that I could have been doing that just wasn't really working the way I wanted it to. And, 
um, yeah, that was that was pretty frustrating. It, it's it's annoying to think about like what I could be doing now, um, but uh, it is what it is. You know, you kind of just have to try to move forward. And you're and you're doing the smart thing too, though. Like like you said, like <clears throat> you're thinking about the future. You can't like. I don't know. To you're doing absolutely the right thing to ensure that you are able to go as far as you can because I mean you're only 20 years old. Like you're yep. you're leaps and bound you're leaps and bounds ahead of like where the majority of people your age are to begin with. So <clears throat> I mean you're I've, I I don't know what it's like to be in your situation, but it sounds like you're handling it fairly well. I'm trying to, man. Uh, some days it's really hard. Uh, to you know, it, 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 you, I, I get pretty down on myself at times because uh, I feel like it's me wasting time. Like I feel like it's something that I'm doing that's uh, preventing me from getting better. But you know, sometimes I just have to make myself accept that uh, I just have to keep going with the process that I'm going in and uh, try to make the best of it. You know, I mean, at least I can say that I've got my presses pretty strong over the past. I say you're be- you're benching 405 now, so it's yeah. <laughs> it seems like everything up top is going fairly well. Yeah, um you know, I feel like I feel like I'm going to get back to squatting, deadlifting and that's going to start going well and I'm going to freaking tear my rotator cuff or something like that, you know. Well, <laughs> if you think like that, then yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, it's not really it's it's not really as much of like I think that's going to happen. It's more of like you know, the past two years of been- knowing, knowing my luck type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. You yeah. Um, yeah. You too, man. Like what, what made you want to compete? Like, you know, you, uh, you said you did the reaping last year. What, what made you decide to do that? Like, so get- it's, it actually, like, I knew I wanted to compete for a while, like, and I wanted to train strong, man, but like, you know, there's no gyms around here that carry equipment. So I'm slowly like obtaining my own equipment, uh, and I'd been talking about it for a couple of years. I was like, no, next year I'll do it. Next year I'll do it when I'm stronger, when I'm stronger. No, I don't need a coach. Fuck that. And then one day I was up and I was I was drinking. Um, and I was watching the Conor McGregor documentary. And I saw how he went from nothing to everything. And how his drive was so pure when it came to wanting to be amazing at fighting and something and I don't remember exactly what it was but I was like I have to compete like I have to stop talking about it I have to do it I'm fucking like I'm 25 years old or it wasn't I, tw- yeah I was 25 at the time I was coming up on 26 and I was like I've been talking about strongman and doing strongman since my oldest son was born like I've got to get to this and stop bullshitting myself and it was like as soon as I decided to do that everything got better. Like I was a shit, I've, I've never been very good at pressing. I was a shit presser at the time. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just go in. Like I was following like one of Brian Alsru's like tr- training methods. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, what I like when I got, wanted to get into strongman, I Googled how to do, or I YouTube, how to do strongman. And he popped up. I was like, okay, so there's this guy. Uh, <clears throat> so I was just following one of his training templates and when I walked into the reaping for the first time, it was just like, I, I, I bought shit myself. Like it was, I was completely out of my, out of my element. Like I didn't know anybody, but I was like, I've, I, I like for three months, I, I like two and a half, three months I trained for that competition. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I, uh, I, I wasn't drinking 
at all. I did I did absolutely zero alcohol, and uh, I'm co- I'm coming back around to that now. But like I was doing ice baths, like every day that I was training, I was doing ice baths, and like, I was making sure I was sleeping, uh, you know, eight, like as close to eight hours a night as I could. Like yeah. I was taking it about as serious as an amateur athlete could, like with what limited resources I had, and like I was taking melatonin. Because the night that I decided I wanted to compete, I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I was just laying there thinking, like this is for real. Like I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find a competition, and I will fucking compete. And I found out that the reaping was in Elizabethtown. And I was like, you know, two and a half hours away. Like I, I could, I could do that easy. Yeah. And so like, it it was that it was like a done deal after that. Like I told myself like. uh you know, like, oh, I don't want to go pro. I just want to, like, I just want to compete and see where I get. And then I did the reaping, and I'm sitting in the car afterwards. And I was I was high on on the moment. Like, it's it's one of those things you're never going to replicate. And I'm driving back, and or my wife is driving back. I'm sitting in the back seat, sore as shit, unable to walk. And I was like, I want to be pro. I changed my mind. I'm going to be yeah. pro. And... Yeah. And now I'm leveled back out. I'm leveled back out now, and like I'm taking it more seriously. And I and I know now like the work that gets put into it. And I don't know that I like have the the goal of pro in mind, but I definitely want to like compete at the Arnold. Like that's that's in my future at some point. Absolutely, and um, I kind of call it the same thing. You know, um, my first couple of years were kind of confusing because um, I was, I was still playing football and all that it's kind of like i know it's like i'm talented at both of these and honestly i was kind of putting mediocre effort into both like i told you um i started out and i was training i trained um every weekend up until beast of bluegrass i trained with uh, tyler and them every weekend um and then uh after that you know i did i did uh i did refuge that august that was my second competition but i didn't really put i didn't put near as much effort into that one as i did into beast you know tyler had me every week man every weekend um dur- during the week i'm training with a football team at my high school and then on the weekends i'm going and pressing the log and lifting sandbags and this and that and the other and tyler he helped me he taught me he, he pretty much single-handedly taught me how to deadlift it, it, it was also kind of like a you know figure out what works for me type thing because you know he's five seven and i'm six seven so we're <laughs> yeah. not not really to even be funny at all it's just like we're our body types are so much. Are so yeah, the mechanics are so crazy different. Exactly. Like, you know, my arms are longer than his. And obviously, uh, it's really hard to say that he's more gifted than me at deadlift. I mean, but um, it's obviously different for me than it is for him. He, you know, long story short. Um, but, you know, 2018, um, I competed at a competition in Bowling Green and then I went to Beast again. And at Beast, uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you before. Um, Bobby Thompson was there, and Bobby Thompson, um, yes, yeah, he won. He won. The, he won Beast Heavyweight Open. He won Beast, qualified for the Arnold Amateurs for 2019. Went there, won that, and then went to the pro stage on the Arnold. So that's that's literally he kind of he didn't get his pro card there, obviously, but going through Beast of Blue so it was kind of the um, gateway, so to speak, uh, for Bobby to become a pro. Obviously, he's a phenomenal athlete. He trains like a mad dog and everything else. But um, that when I saw that, you know, over that next year, seeing him go there and win that, 
um, and then go to the Arnold and win that. I'm like, man, this is a competition two hours away from me. All I have to do is go back and bust my ass in the gym, do what I'm supposed to do, uh, train the right way, diet the right way, go and win that competition, and I could do the same thing, you know, in five, ten years, you know. So that was kind of when it clicked. I was like, this is definitely something I could do. And, of course, I started it knowing that I had that potential, but it wasn't really something I took so seriously as to I can be a pro at this. It was more of just like, this is fun. I could be good at this. Um, not as much as like, I want to win world's strongest man and that kind of thing. But once I saw that, you know, I, I saw him deadlifting a thousand fifty pounds from 18 inches. That was the first time I had seen somebody handle over a thousand pounds in any way, shape or form was him pulling that. And I mean, he smoked it. And also, um, this was never verified by him, but I also heard that he had a crack femur when he did that. So, oh my fucking God. So, I mean, <clears throat> that's what I heard, you know, I, here I am putting this out, you know, where really anybody can hear it. I was going to say, don't quote me on that, but I kind of already quoted myself on it. So, I mean, <laughs> but that, on everything, I heard that. That's what someone told me, you know. So, thinking he, about handling that kind of way with that kind of injury. <laughs> it's it's, it's unreal. Like, part of me is like, wow. And the other part of me is like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> like, that's it, smart. It is, but he went for a 280 log last week and damn near. I'm, I'm sorry, not 280, 480, yeah. and he damn near fucking got it. So yeah. he he's got something else going for him, man. He's he's a he's a different animal. Yeah, we, his like, wife is a pro strong woman too. Do what? His wife is a pro strong woman too. Yeah, Corey uh, Butler. Corey, yeah, yeah. I heard about her. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he we had the last man standing log there. I think he pressed a 360 uh, to win that event. Um, cause you know, there's some good strong men around, around Kentucky, but uh, he, he, he ran away with that. You know, he, nobody really came close to him. Um, now I, I didn't really know that he would go to the Arnold and win, but he fucking did it. <laughs> you know, yeah, dude, he, he, he's a giant. It's, it's crazy watching him, but yeah. <clears throat> it's, I was, I don't know, man. Like I was definitely, I was definitely extremely high on the moment of like, that was my first competition. All I knew was that I wanted that feeling all the time. Yeah. Like I wanted to go into like, I don't get, I don't get hype for events. Like I don't get crazy and yell and scream and shit. I'm very, uh, internal, like, um, cerebral with my, with my lifting. Um, but when I went up to stones and I saw that like people were having trouble with the stone and I'd never competed. And I loaded the two ninety stone three fucking times. Yeah. I was like, like I walked away from that. I was like, I'm a fucking monster. Like yeah. it was just, it was such a good feeling. And I think that honestly may be why stones is my favorite event. I could train stones all day. Like I will break my goddamn legs training stones. Yeah. And I will say, um, I do think I could be good at that, but it is not my favorite event. It, it's not something I really enjoy, to be completely honest. Um, what What do you enjoy most? Like, what if if you had one thing where you're like, I want like if you could hold a world record in something? Um, I really enjoy log. I really like log. I've liked log from the get go. Um, I like log. I like deadlift. I really love deadlift. And um, sandbag carry, I kind of like too. I'm not as good at it, but it, you know, it's enjoyable. Um, and axles, but really, I like any kind of press. I mean, yeah. I enjoy it. Circus dumbbell, like I've, I've done circus dumbbell um, once in a competition, 
but I just think about it and I visualize it and I'm like, I know I could be damn good at that, you know? Um, so definitely any kind of press and, um, I really like yoke too. Yoke's a lot of fun. Really? Man, the yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> when it, <laughs> it sounds I like, like, I like it. everything, but I don't really like stone. Yeah. I, uh, stones and log, like I'm not, I'm not good at log, but I love, I love getting a log press and, uh, like yoke, of course, yoke is fun because you get to throw an enormous amount of weight across your back and walk with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm looking for a reason to buy a circus dumbbell. I want to do circus dumbbell so fucking bad. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I don't really have a place to tell you to get one now. I mean, there's, you know, obviously you can get it from Rogue and uh, Mike Bartos makes them, but those are high. Both of those are high. Um, there used to be a place here in Kentucky um, that would fabricate different equipment. Um, like that first gym where me and Tyler, where I met Tyler and where we were training me and he had a big group of people, you know, every Sunday he'd have usually at least like eight people out to train. Um, there was a place called monster rings and cages, uh, here in Kentucky and they're, they're building like octagons and wrestling rings and shit, but they're also making yokes and logs and circus dumbbells and sleds and stuff like that. Um, but to be honest, I don't think they, I don't think they do it anymore. Last time I looked at their website, they didn't have it listed. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure maybe you could reach out to them and they might uh, te- fabricate it, but I don't. I'm not Texas sure. Power Concept still sells a good a good yeah. circus dumbbell. Yeah, I did forget about them. I, I, don't, I don't think about that a lot, to be completely honest. Um, now and- he makes he makes some fucking awesome equipment, and I'm like, I'm I'm getting to the point now where like I'm looking like, all right, in about a year probably, I want to start replacing some of my like cheaper equipment. Like, I want a better yoke, and I don't really give a shit about like. I have a Titan squat rack. I don't really care about that, like, because I'm not a power lifter, so I don't really care what my power rack looks like. I'm more looking like what are my farmer's handles going to hold up? Which I have the Titan farmer's handles, the uprights, yep. and those things are those things are amazing. Like, are they, really are they like uh, are they are they like um, loaded on the ends or is it like a top loader type thing? It's a to- it's a top loader. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 amazing, and I have the frame attachment for it too. So like, I was able to train my frame deadlift. Uh, for this last competition I did. Yeah. So <clears throat> the only thing I, I, I will say, man, is like Titan, their Husafel stone is terrible. Really? It's fucking awful. Like at, at Refuge, the one that I trained with, uh, the one that I, I, I trained with Titan, and it's completely smooth. It's wide as shit. And then I go to Refuge, and the one that I'm carrying is more narrow. And it has like... like uh, I don't even know what the hell it's called, but like what you see on like uh, truck bed toolboxes. Oh uh, yeah, I had like that kind of like uh, like uh, texture it's like made out of that on, material. On... Yeah, 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 and it was so much easier to carry. Like was I it got like a hole in the top to put plates in. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And I think I I carried it a good like 150, 200 feet farther than uh, what I did in in training. I was only training up to like 300 feet with 250 and I was barely making it. Yep. And I get, I get to, you know, Derek's show and it wasn't easy, but it was manageable. Yeah. I remember uh, talking about Husa. That was the second strongman event I'd ever done. Um, at Beast of Bluegrass 2017, we had a terrible uh, event. <laughs> yeah. It's not fun. Um, especially when you don't literally do exactly what your coach told you to do. Like, <laughs> Like you listen, like okay, do this, and he like he was very like specific, like make sure you do this, and I didn't do that, 
So here's what here's what happens. So we had the log uh, clean once and press away, right? And then we had a husa, and you literally pick it up, carry it as far as you can, down back, down back, whatever. And Tyler, all of us there uh, that came with him, he brings us all over to the empty husa, picks it up, sits it on his chest. And he emphasizes, he overemphasizes. He's like, make sure that you get it really high on your chest. Like you want to be able to lean back and have it sitting on your chest. You don't want it to slide down. And like when he picks it up, he like uh, like he 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 jumps it about three, two or three times to get it high on his chest. I pick it up, I jump it once, and I'm carrying it right here in my arms. And I, oh god, all I biceps! Once, I get down once and I'm holding it down by my waist. I'm like wobbling with it. <laughs> and then I look back on that. I'm like, well, fucking dumbass! Like if you would have done literally what your coach told you to do, you would have maybe done a little bit better because it wasn't heavy. It was just. It got into a really terrible position because I didn't want to listen. I guess I don't know. Did but, you uh, did you watch any of the Clash series that went on? Uh, oh, no, this this wasn't Clash. This was America's Strongest Man. I, I did watch was, some of it. I, I mainly just went to see what Tyler was doing. That was the main me thing. Me too. But I also saw Josh Silva's um, doing really well. The guy, I think he won it. Didn't he win? Josh Silva's didn't he win America's Strongest Man? I thought I thought Nick Camby won. At uh, World Fives, he did. Um, I'm talking about uh, the open. And Nick Camby. Oh, I don't. You, I, I don't know. I was only there. I was only watching Tyler in the middleweights and shit. Yeah, to be completely honest, I don't follow shit the way I probably should. Um, to, <laughs> uh, to be a fan of strongman, quote unquote. But dude, um, Nick Camby, God, he's phenomenal. He's insane. But if they're inviting they, 25 to 30 guys to World Strongest Man, I could probably sit down and pick at least two or three that he should replace. I mean, he, he's he's phenomenal, especially in a press. Yeah, yeah, he holds the uh, he holds the world record in the uh, Axel the the one hundred and five uh, log too, and right. and Mouser Stone or the Mouser Block. Yeah, I know I know he pressed a four seventeen. I think it was Axel, and he like pressed it and was like spinning around with it overhead. Like, oh my god! <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, <laughs> you don't have to- know. At- at, at America's Strongest Man, they said the Hus—it's I don't know if it said Shield Carry or Husafel Stone, but it was a smooth Captain America-looking shield that they had to carry. And as soon as I saw Tyler pick it up, I was like, "Oh fuck, man!" Like it—it it just that was not going up for him. Like it was like some of the guys with like a bigger wingspan than him. Like I think he went up against Nick Camby when he was doing that one, and uh, it was. It was just, it was hard to watch. Man, I used to, you know, I hate to say it, but I used to kind of, well, let me rephrase. I never, I never put any, I never put any limits on Tyler. But um, when you look at him and you see, you know, he obviously doesn't have the, the arm length of, of, uh, of, you know, what you might need to load a really, really big diameter stone. But this was actually like the week before or like two weeks before the reaping. I went and trained with him in his garage, him and his whole group that he had. Because he had a pretty good group he was building there for a while. You know, he'd have 8, 10, 12, sometimes more guys in his garage training with him, you know. So I'd go down there one day, Saturday, I think Saturday or Sunday, and he loaded a 407 stone. You know, like it, it didn't he, – he had he had a little bit of trouble getting it to his lap, but once he got it to his lap, man, he threw it up like nothing. I mean, it was crazy. Um, you know, so I – I, I don't see him. There's there's no limits for him. I mean, there's just not like, you know, there's things that you see and you think maybe maybe he's gonna have a hard time with that. Like you were talking about earlier with that stone at, at the reaping, and he just 
it just manhandles it. I mean, it, it's it's insane. It's 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 scary to watch because it's like <clears throat> you don't think a dude that little can do as much as he does, but he he stays trucking along. It's it's it, and I don't know if it's sheer part of it is sheer willpower, but it's almost like he, he it's almost like he always has that 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 demeanor of like I'm gonna prove you motherfuckers wrong every time. Yeah, that's uh, we've actually talked about that before. You know, he's kind of. He's kind of the guy to kind of go away and, and train and and uh, really really get better at stuff and then pop up at the competition and just shit on people. <laughs> I've, watched, yeah. I've watched him do it. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited to see him compete at his first pro show. I think his I think his next uh, competition is uh, uh, Gabe Pena's uh, Beer Stone. Really, I didn't know he was going to do that. Yeah, he told me they're like flying him up there and putting him in a hotel and like. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's getting treated like a professional fucking athlete. Yeah, like it's it should be. it's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. I'm ex- I'm so excited to see it. Talk about clash, Anthony Anthony Furman. He's really doing something awesome for for uh, middle man. Oh man, they're going to Iceland. Really? Yes, they're having clash in the mountains. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm so jealous. I want to go to Iceland so bad just to lift like manhood stones and shit. Yeah, I'm probably not strong enough yet, but uh, you know, I'll get there one day. Yeah, yeah, you never know until you go grab it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, you, you can't use tacky though, so you know I'm a cheater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt terrible watching uh, watching them try to lift that natural stone at the Arnold. You know, guys that couldn't get a grip on it, guys that you know will throw it over the top of their head if they could just get it in their lap and they couldn't get it in their, like Tom. He couldn't get it in his lap. You know he's probably yeah. five if he could just get it in his lap. Yeah, man, that was it was upsetting to see where he placed it, Arnold. Yeah, he had a he had a rough weekend. Um, a lot of people said that on this, on day two he didn't seem like he even wanted to be there. Like he just it's like he just kind of wanted to go home. That's what I heard people saying. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, you get to a certain point of suck that it's just like, well, I'm I'm just kind of here to have fun at this point, you know? Yeah, like why the fuck am I trying right now? Yeah, like not that he doesn't suck, or not not that he sucks, but I mean, it's like. It's like you know, you, it kind of ties back to just having, just enjoying it. Like you're, you're talking about, uh, like you know, one of the only events that I actually did good at at the reaping or at a beast last year was was the yoke, and I took second in that, um, and it felt great. Like oh, I'm still in ninth, <laughs> but I didn't, <laughs> I did on something, you know. Oh yeah, I I, I, I sucked at the yoke. That was terrible. Yeah, bone density, motherfucker. <laughs> but. All right, man. I, I'm, I'm gonna. What were you, you said what? I said I like. I don't think I was in as much pain with that as as you guys were. You know, maybe. Oh no, man! I was I was doing terrible at it. Yeah, it didn't feel good. I will say, um, it made my back hurt. I was just like, I'm not fucking dropping this thing. Uh, I've been doing shitty today. Like I've got to do. I've got to do good on something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But all right, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you get off of here and go train everything, and I'm gonna go. Go in and see what the wife is doing. All right, buddy. Um, this is good talking to you, man. Seriously. You too, man. I I can't I can't wait to see you again, at, and and especially whatever competition you you are at. Yeah. I, I, I want to try to make it to more competitions uh, this year in the coming years, even if I'm not competing. So, uh, hopefully, I can see you soon, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm gonna try to. I don't. You know, I'm, I'm sure it's probably not super smart to do the reaping. Um, I'd like to do it just to go have fun. Like if I try to pick something up and I can't do it, fuck it. I'll just you know go sit back down, just go have fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I, just honestly, just to be there, just to be in the environment. 
for sure. If nothing else, I'm probably going to go and, uh, and watch, you know, and just maybe help load and stuff. Yeah. So, um, oh, cool. uh, good luck on, uh, when is that competition you were going to do? Oh, it's over. Oh, oh, the US. Oh, you already oh, did. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, I didn't come in last, so that's the important part. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> that's what I was saying, man. Like, I got, I got like, uh, seventh out of 13 or something at Beast last year. I still had fun with it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's all you get, you know? So, well, and it was open. I was there for the experience, really, honestly. Like, and, and, and I realized that I'll get the dog shit kicked out of me and I'm okay with that for a little bit. Yeah, well, it tells you what you need to work on. So, <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Everything. Yeah. That's what I need to work on. Same. same, same. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Well, um, it's good talking to you, you know, you too, man. And, and as soon as the, the video is uploaded, I'll let you know, or the, the, the episode is uploaded. I'm already telling my friends to share it and shit, you know, so I, I appreciate it, man. For sure, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it was good talking to you, man. You, you take it easy. Have a good night and uh, have a good training session. All right, thanks. It's a little late. You know, I might be a little tired, but I'm going to go try. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, man. I'll, I'll talk to you later. All right.